0: It's a a lot of money in this money. It's a whole lot of money in this money. Ain't gon' kill me run no broke shit, that broke shit get old Ain't gon' give me run no hoe shit, these hoe get too bold I'm allergic to that no shit, my wrist game on cold I might pay my coupe white just to match with my toes What's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, episode 10 I'm so glad you came back to join us. Um, You know, I hope everybody's having a good week. You know, I hope you're being productive or getting some rest or whatever it is you need this week to feel fulfilled. I hope that you are getting enough of it, okay? Um, I am having a pretty decent week myself. Um, I have absolutely no idea where this bug of productivity came from, but I, I have just been I washed laundry I cooked I clean I have no idea where all of this came from but I I'm loving this for me okay I'm loving it for me so you know I hope everybody's doing good smelling good feeling good looking good you know and I'm sure all of those things are true so hope everybody's having a good week it's Wednesday we're almost to the weekend for all of my Monday through Friday nine to five warriors we are almost done y'all the week is almost over. And I love that for us. I really do love that for us. Um, yeah. Hope everybody's just hanging in there. Cause it like, once you're an adult and like you get to the summertime and you've got all this sunshine and all this good weather, but like you have to go to work, like you're not just on summer vacation, vibing out, you know, (laughs) hanging out at the beach every day. It's just, like, weird because it's, like, I look forward to the summer because I do like the good weather, but I can't fucking do nothing because I got to be at this bitch-ass job all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, and my, the building that I work in is, like, all glass. So when it's just fucking gorgeous as fuck outside and I'm seeing all of, you know, my salaried uh, high to mid-level managers just, you know, leaving when the fuck they feel like it, going to do what the fuck they feel like it, and, you know, me as a <laughs> as a non-exempt warrior i'm I'm sitting here just you know clocking in these hours don't get me wrong not complaining paychecks look very very nice but i'm just saying i want to go too you know i don't want to be here but anyway y'all wherever you are i hope the weather's nice i hope you got some good sunshine you know here in the midwest it's not really a hot girl summer it's more like a lukewarm girl summer because it's like 50 degrees outside so like we getting it in but not really you know what I'm saying um also I'm recording this on the clock because it just it is what it is at this point so if y'all if I uh go quiet for a little bit it's because I had to just um clock out real quick y'all but uh Y'all know what the fuck is going on. So yeah, what's going on this week, y'all? I'll tell you what the fuck is going on this week. So I was minding my black ass business, scrolling on TikTok, living my best life. You know what Jesus wants for me. And I ran into this video snippet um, from something called the Hardly Initiated Podcast. And, you know, this little skinny girl on here with no sense was saying that like when men don't have their money together, they date big girls. And like when they're financially insecure, they date bigger women and that, you know, because big girls say like, I'm going to help you and I'm going to support you or whatnot. And then when you see like a slim girl or a skinnier girl um, that says to men that, oh, I got to carry this load. I'm going to have to be the one taking care of you. Right you know that's her hot take and the men on this podcast because men rarely have two brain cells to rub together to formulate a complete or sensical thought. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 you know, I, I, that's a that's a interesting perspective." Um when really I just also have to say this like men be like oh I got standards it's just a preference and men's standards they're just colorism (laughs) that's it just colorism and fat phobia they just want you to be skinny and light-skinned that's it y'all but nonetheless back to the point at hand so the the point that she was trying to make is that the only reason that people that men date plus size women that men date bigger women is because of the financial insecurity and you know they wouldn't be with these women if it wasn't seen as a way for them to be helped by their partner. Um, and this is a, this is a spicy take. <laughs> okay. This is, a, it's a very spicy take. And I think that at the core, I think a lot of the conversations we have with the black community, you know, we talk about like, should we be a uh, black? Be, We'd we be talking about nonsense. What do you, what do you bring to the table? 55th, all these bullshit relationship conversations when at the core of it, you know, there's a lot of, let me, I'm a, it's about to get even spicier because at the core of a lot of these conversations is homophobia, phobia, and colorism. That's, that, that's what a lot of it at the core is. And so I, I think oftentimes, like when, when, especially when like, it's like, Women who are thin, women who are skinny, who get on to um, Lizzo's internet and they're like, oh, well, you know, I think big women are only dated because of this, or I think men only date to big women because of this. It's usually because they're projecting their own insecurity because they have, they're just so scared of, you know, being perceived as big or being ever becoming big, whatever the case may be. They're just projecting their own insecurity. And usually, and I'm going to say usually here, a plus size woman stole a nigga. And I hate that for you, that <laughs> that is where, you know, that's what radicalized you into your fat phobia. Like, I really do hate that for you. Um, but I, I think the problem here is, and a, a lot of the fat phobic rhetoric is because, you know, plus size women, big women, quote unquote, fat women. And I, I don't, I really, I don't use that as a derogatory term, but if you're not comfortable, you know, I I'll I'll try to just... Say plus size women. Plus size women are often objectified and dehumanized because of you know literally just like their appearance. And I think especially like when we're and I know that's very simple, but I'm going to I'm going to continue that thought. So um, I think one when we're looking at like the the dehumanization of fat and plus size women coming from like thin women, thin men, and thin people, it's usually because like. Of the, oh, well, it's unhealthy. Oh, you know, well, they're going to die at 30. Oh, well, you know, some type of, you know rhetoric that was, you know, probably created by the SlimFast company to get you to feel bad about gaining 10 pounds after Thanksgiving and, you know, eating 100 calories a day <laughs> until you're 95 pounds. So usually the weight loss rhetoric is coming from some, you know, capitalistic machine. Secondarily, the, the, the dehumanization rhetoric that is, you know, found when those skinny thin people skinny slash thin people are, are using this fat phobic rhetoric. It's always that, you know, plus size people. And I'm going to say people, because I want to include, you know, I want to include, uh, you know, the she's the days and the gays specifically. Um, because I think the fat phobic rhetoric is always that, you know, they're going to die. Like I said, you know, they're there, it's unhealthy. And I think a lot of that removes the fact that you know, people have inherent worth just because they are. Like you as a skinny slash thin person, and, and it, a lot of this is just assuming that skinny slash thin is the default, which it's not, especially not in the U.S. when like the standard size of an American woman is like maybe a 10 or a 12 or something like that, which isn't technically quote unquote plus size, but it ain't, it ain't skinny babes. It, it, it ain't thin babes. So let's start there. First of all, you know, you're not the, the, I think oftentimes these people are assuming that, you know, skinny slash thin are, are going to be the default body type. And secondarily, I think that they are assuming that because that, because there are instances and I'm going to walk that back. Hold on. I'm saying first, let me say first that they're placing themselves at the center of desirability. They are placing their own beauty standard this Y'all about to hate me, white imperialist patriarchal beauty standard that was created by, you know, that is fleeting, first of all, because beauty standards have shifted so much over the last 20 years alone that we really cannot even you know pinpoint what is quote unquote desirable and then secondarily so firstly like I, I firstly said that they're placing themselves at the center of desirability and then secondarily they are erasing you know fat and plus bodies because of those insecurities that they have on their own and then third because because we gonna keep it moving because and I think third I think that when people see things that they find undesirable they They, they feel like they don't have to respect them because that's, that's really what the fuck it is. Like, I think, especially because men, when, and and I'm going to use men as an example, like when, oftentimes when men are like not attracted to a woman or, you know, they think she's undesirable, they'll, they'll be a little rude. They'll be a little curt, you know what I'm saying? Because there's no desirability, there's no potential payoff in this situation, so they feel like they don't have to offer that person respect because it's not what they find desirable. And that same sentiment is reflected, it's mirrored when skinny slash thin people are being fat phobic. They think because they find this undesirable that it does not have to be something that they respect because their proximity desirability is the only thing that matters. Which obviously is problematic, but let's also talk. Let's let let's get into why, like, a lot of times skinny women think that like fat women are just being tricked off on, and I think it's because these men are lying to them. They're lying. (laughs) Like I I I definitely know a lot of men because I'm y'all. I'm a fat bitch myself. Okay, I'm a plus size person. Whatever you want to call it, I'm a BBW whatever the rhetoric it is you want to use, that's me. Okay. And I have been plus size my entire life. I, whatever joke you got, I've heard it. Okay. I've heard it. I've seen it. You know, I, I look existing as a plus size person in the Midwest and in this country and online, wherever existing in whatever space, it's difficult, but no I the, the the problem here is is that you know the fat phobia definitely places you know that that proximity desirability um only being the things that are deserving of respect at the like at like the center of what's problematic about it because everything about fat phobia is problematic and then I think additionally you know when people are saying like well, um I think it's unhealthy and we shouldn't be promoting obesity and stuff like that I I just want to know some things from all of you, you know, healthy warriors out there. What happens um, when you lose weight? Like, where does the fat go? How do you lose weight? Does it just fall off? Does it oxidize? What happens when you lose weight? You don't know. What is the proper macronutrient breakdown for fat loss and muscle retention? What are macronutrients? What is a calorie. No, I'm just, I'm waiting on some answers here. Um, additionally, what is respiration? What is perspiration? Ooh, that's a good one. What's an anaerobic workout? What happens when you do an anaerobic workout? How does your heart rate impact your ability to successfully work out. What happens when your heart beats too fast for too long? And you know why you don't know the answer to any of these questions? Because you're not a doctor. Okay. So here's the, here's the problem that I now have, that I also have, not now have, that I also have with the, it's just unhealthy warriors on the internet. Okay it's unhealthy. Tell me exactly what I need to do to fix it. And you know why you can't? Because you don't know. Here's the thing. If you're like, if my doctor was like, Sierra, I think you have XYZ problems. She wouldn't just be like, I'm just telling you because it's unhealthy. She's going to be like, here is ABC solution to fix this. Uh, DEF solution to, you know, continue improving you know, to continually improve um, and have long lasting results. And here are some additional follow-up and resources that you can utilize while, you know, you're on whatever health journey you're on. Because she's my doctor and she knows what she's talking about. You niggas are literally just haters. That's it. And I think the culture of social media that we have has valid, has allowed a lot of people to feel like because I have an opinion, it's it's validated. Like you posted it on the internet so I can tell you you're fat and it's undesirable and it's unhealthy, which is not the case. Because I think a lot of times, especially like plus size women who have dealt with like a considerable amount of bullying and a considerable amount of erasure, um, oftentimes, you know, they get to be timid and, you know, they really don't want to do confrontation. You know, maybe they're not very, you know, you know, confrontational, or maybe they don't have many friends or whatever the case may be. However, me, on the other hand, I will fight you, all of your friends and your mom. Okay. And I don't care because if that bitch is limping because she got a fucking hip replacement, I'ma knock that shit right out of the socket. All right. Keep playing with me and I'm gonna knock your mama hip out. All right. Ain't nobody about to stop trying me. Okay. But Nonetheless, I think uh, those being two of the larger issues that I'm seeing, especially when we're talking about like the politics of desirability, because I really don't want you to get it twisted and I don't want you to get the game fucked up. Plus size women have never been undesirable. And I think that the larger social, the the, the larger socialized body standard and the larger socialized beauty standard has definitely emphasized that skinny slash thin women are, you know, what is expected to be desirable but plus size women have never been undesirable babes they have never been undesirable babes i look don't (laughs) i'm not even gonna don't don't make me open my dms y'all but no so i think that when we're talking about the politics of desirability oftentimes we're looking at you know people who are absorbing a larger socialized beauty standard because like i said they don't have two brain cells to rub together so they can't form you know any complex thoughts. They can't do any critical thinking on their own. So they really just kind of regurgitate what is told to them. And then I think additionally, when we're talking about, when we get to the side of the fat phobia, that's like, well, it's unhealthy and it's promoting obesity. We're making a lot of assumptions for people because fat does not automatically equal unhealthy. Okay. I got a bunch of skinny home girls who, if we needed to fucking do a mile around the track, these bitches would be down and out for the count after a quarter of it, after one lap around the track. And most tracks, I think like, you know, four laps are a mile. I got a bunch of homegirls; they do a mile and these bitches would collapse, okay? <laughs> I got a bunch of home girls who fucking, my best friend, ain't nothing but like 150 pounds soaking fucking wet will literally sit and eat two entire Cinnabons in, a, in one single sitting as a meal. Back to back, like multiple meals are just in Cinnabons. And nobody's telling her that she's promoting obesity or unhealthiness because the assumption is that the only thing that can equal unhealthy is if I can visibly see that you're fat. And I think that's really limiting, especially because like when we're making assumptions about people and their bodies and then assigning those assumptions to undesirability, we are creating a double-edged sword that, you know, you're fat and you're undesirable, but you know, Loving yourself and wanting better for yourself can only come in the form of weight loss. And that's like, that's just like people have eating disorders. They have very unhealthy relationships with food. And the only thing that we're worried about is like whether or not, you know, we want to consider them desirable. Which like I said, plus size women have never been fucking undesirable. And I know I'm a little all over the place because I'm kind of frustrated, but um, especially because like a lot of the comments were like, yeah, on the t- original TikTok that I was talking about, like, yeah, like, you know, you got to pay what you weigh type shit and you got to woo woo. And I'm just like, oh, okay. All right. Um, oh, oh, okay. You know, um, because I think oftentimes we think that because, you know, there is a culture because the, the culture that we live in encourages fat phobia and, you know, assigns, that undesirability to plus size women. We're thinking that, you know, plus size women are going to be desperate. Bitch, I, look, I wish a nigga would, okay? A nigga asked me for $20 once and I blocked him. Known him for like seven years and I blocked him because what you want $20 for? You had to ask your mama. Don't play with me like that, all right? I got home girls. It's, Within the beauty standard, you know, considered, you know, small slash skinny slash thin who have paid niggas rent, who have paid for niggas to eat, taking care of niggas and, you know, they only weigh a buck 20 soaking wet. At me, I uh, I'm open. Ain't no nigga got his hand out asking me for nothing, but it's plenty of niggas in my DMs begging for a couple of crumbs of the poon thing. <laughs> if we're gonna be honest, if we're gonna keep it a stack around these parts, but I think oftentimes, and then additionally, okay, so I'm I'm talking a lot of shit right now, but I think additionally. When we're talking, when we're speaking about the politics of desirability and we're talking about how, you know, plus size slash fat women are outside of the beauty standard and therefore deemed undesirable, we are then, you know, making the assumption that, you know, desirability can only be proximity to whiteness and I know we're just talking about body type right now but it was literally you know the white eurocentrism that was super skinny super thin super pale like really long arms and legs and that is the beauty standard that 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 created fat phobia it was so that we could be as close to these little skinny white girls that weigh 110 pounds and eat cocaine for breakfast That's the beauty standard that has created fat phobia because and especially because like when you look at like if you look historically at the type of beauty standards that were like culturally relevant for like black and brown people, it was always like especially because like black and brown people are typically the ones that have like larger thighs bigger asses, bigger boobs, things like that. And it was white people who were skinny and they were frail and they just looking like a crackhead. You know, if, if we're looking at what was culturally relevant, it was really only white people who held that, let me be super skinny, let me be super pale, you know, let me have super long and skinny arms, that it was really only the white people that held that beauty standard close and near and dear to their heart. It was never, it was never a culturally relevant Beauty standards, so it, it 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 it's really giving cognitive dissonance that a lot of motherfuckers are still adhering to it. But look, just bear with me, y'all, because to let, let me let me return back to the video. So yeah, so she's saying that like you know when insecure men. When, or men financially insecure, when they need help, they go to a fat woman. And I think the one, the that issue completely disregards the fact that, you know, men try who they can try. So insecure men are typically looking for, you know, women who are insecure, women who are maybe vulnerable, you know, maybe have experienced some type of trauma and they try to emotionally manipulate them. And I think that this rhetoric that men run to fat women when they need somebody to emotionally manipulate completely invalidates the point that there are a lot of skinny slash thin slash small women who are being tricked off buy a nigga right at this motherfucking moment it's somebody right now at the nike store going in her purse pulling out four hundred dollars for some retro jordans because this nigga ain't got no job all right you remember when uh beyonce kelly michelle and latoya was in the hair salon and she was like you know uh you running up my phone bill and your mama never on here more than once beyonce ain't plus size and uh, that's what i'm saying i I'm, I'm thinking it's completely it's completely invalidating the fact that you know men are going to try who they think they can try first of all they and second of all you know she cuz in in the next in the subsequent video that i watched you know she said that Women communicate with their bodies. And you know, if you're fat, you're communicating that you know you're not taking care of yourself. And if you're in shape, then you're communicating that you're taking care of yourself. And I would like to tell you all a story. I want to tell you all a story of one of my very, very close friends from maybe like three or four years ago, who started off at like 330 pounds. They were a little taller than me, so maybe they were five six, five, seven, but they were, you know, a plus-size person. And they lost a hundred pounds in maybe seven months. No, I want to say five months. They lost about a hundred pounds in five months. And everybody was coming up to them and saying, oh my God, you look amazing. This transformation. I can't believe it. You know, you look so healthy. You look so happy. Whole time. This bitch been doing cocaine. <laughs> like cocaine. Skiing down slopes of that Hannah Montana. Cocaine. OD'd twice twice but she looked healthy because she was smaller and I think fat phobia completely there's no because fat phobia is just such you know a violent such a a a totally irrational and all-encompassing way to say that we just think fat bodies are ridiculous and they shouldn't exist it always excludes you know the possibility that you know Unhealthiness comes in many forms, shapes, you know, body types, or whatever the case may be. Because, you know, I got a lot of friends that are skinny not because, you know, they work out or they eat healthy, it's because they've got eating disorders or, you know, because they have been, they've had a fat phobic parent that made them so scared to ever gain any weight that, you know, we go somewhere and they're like, oh, I'll just have a couple of these chips and a water. Like, I don't really need anything. And I think that that's the larger, another one of the large issues here. That we, as a society, we have, as a culture, have, you know, socialized these phobias so much that, you know, people are developing eating disorders. They're developing addictions in order to, you know, fit into whatever society sees as normal or acceptable. Um beauty standard or body standard or whatever the case may be. Cause I'm, and I went on a weight loss journey and I lost 50 pounds and you know, I, I'm still big though. Like I, I still have a, a long ways to go on my weight loss journey, but I got a home girl that, uh, is also, or no, she, she wasn't on a weight loss journey. She started walking once a week, with a family member. And oh my God, the applause that they received. You know what I'm talking about? As opposed, because we don't care about fucking health. We care about desirability. And to, to my homegirl that's listening to this, you know, I love you, bitch. But anyway, the desirability, and that's the thing, is that people only, like you can only respecting people that you are attracted to is not respect at all it's objectification and that's what I be talking about like when I like because men well and I'm gonna use them as an example because you know they they really are bottom of the barrel y'all um men often only respect women that they're attracted to. And that's not respect. It's objectification. Only respecting skinny, thin, or small people is not respect. It's objectification because you're saying that the only reason you have value is because of your desirability. And that's not the case. It's not the case. It's not the fucking case. And I think additionally, when we're having these conversations about fat phobia and we're having these conversations about, you know, the politics of desirability and we're thinking about like, you know, what is desirability, y'all? We got to start looking at how imperialism has y'all brainwashed it's got you fucking brainwashed, okay? White imperi- The white imperialist patriarchy have created this unattainable, fleeting beauty standard that we have been chasing since they enslaved us, y'all. I need you to decolonize your mind, okay? Stop letting white people tell you what the beauty standard is. Stop letting the white imperialist power structure that is dominate your thinking like think what the what the fuck do I look like chasing this few look y'all in 2000 in the year 2000 at the turn of the millennia they told me it was cute to look like that one skinny girl in that movie with the wig you know and she had on that jumpsuit what is it you know what it is you're fucking looking at Kill Bill and at the beginning of the 2000s Everybody was saying it's it's cute to look like her. This is the beauty standard. And then it was cute to have a big ass. And then it was cute to have big boobs. And then it was cute to be thick. And then it was, and then they're like, well, you should get a BBL so you should have a fat ass. How, you're never going to catch it. The beauty standard, you're never going to have it for long. The tide will always turn because it's fleeting. And the beauty standard, the way it is set up is always so that they can make money off of you. It's always so that they can make money off of you. It's never so that they can actually tell who's desirable because bitch, who the fuck are you to say who is desirable? Who you, <laughs> that's what I'd be saying y'all. Okay. And then I think we also have to talk about like fat phobia and being like, let, let's discuss that experience because I think as like, you know, someone who has lived in a plus size body for their entire life. Like it, it has been difficult to do like, it has it it is often difficult to deal with like the the way that fat phobia has socialized people into thinking. And you know, I, I I do often get the weirdos that are like, Oh, well, you're just so big and thick and plump and juicy, like that nigga like no. And I I, I you know, some people wrote into the pod and they shared some of their experience, like you know, I talked myself out of so many experiences because I was worried about what I look like. And that's real as fuck. There were so many times where, you know, my smaller family member, like my smaller cousins or my smaller sisters were like, you know, I want to go somewhere and I want to wear this outfit. And I'm just like, no, I don't think I'm going to go. And it's all because I'm like, I, I'm in my head about like, well, I don't think I would look good. Or I don't think, you know, I don't want people to like, look at me crazy. Or if a home girl is like, asking like do you want to go like do this event like you know a couple of my homegirls asked me like do you want to go speed dating and I'm just like well you know what if I get there and all of the men are looking at me crazy because they're like oh who brought the fat girl you know what I'm saying like it's there's it's such a conscious experience and especially in the dating space like you know you have these men who are trying to objectify you men who are just trying to fuck you you know the men there are you know genuinely good men out there everywhere you know I gag as I say that because who am I to give men the benefit of the doubt but additionally like you know there are and then there's always like the well you know you have to find somebody that likes you because your personality and I will say this now that I am the finest bitch alive but uh, oftentimes they're like well you know a man you'll find a man who likes you from your personality and like no bitch I'm fine as hell But, you know, another experience that somebody wrote in about in the dating space is that, like, in dating – I found being plus size to be hard. As a plus size woman, I found that men want to hook up with me, but not date me seriously. Or they make comments like how they think I'd be much prettier if I was skinnier. So it's very complicated. Thankfully, I know my self-worth, but it doesn't mean the comments don't hurt. And I think that that's a very recognizable experience. Like I get a lot of men who are like, you know, no, you are beautiful. And I, I, I think you're so attractive. And I do also get the men who are just trying to fuck. And you know, if I'm like, well, like, why don't we go grab something to eat? They're like, scratching their heads because they don't want to be seen in public with me and then there's additionally the men who are just like yeah bring that big sexy juiciness over here so it's a super complicated experience and i think that women especially like monique was first of all monique was not lying when she said you skinny bitches are evil okay because you are mind your motherfucking business okay she needs to blend that fucking foundation on her face and Mind the business that pays her. And additionally, so, so Monique wasn't lying. But I think women, especially, the camaraderie needs to be around the fact that, you know, men are often trying to separate us and, you know, pit us against each other by saying, like, this group is more desirable. So I think oftentimes when these pick get their heads boosted up and they're like, well, if I talk badly about that women then the niggas will all choose me. And it's not happening, boo. It's not eating like you think it's eating because the reason you're mad is because that plus times girl who took your man, she still got him. You're not getting a back. You need to move on, all right? And I think you need to be more worried about finding a half of a brain cell to rub together so you can make some fucking sense because you're on the internet sounding like a fucking crazy person and I'd be willing to bet. I'd be willing to bet that whoever you're trying to get to choose you, he's still not going to choose you, hun he still thinks you're a lunatic and he still thinks you're a psycho so there's that and I think additionally like when we have these conversations about like fat phobia and we have these conversations about the politics of desirability within white patriarchal and or the white imperialist patriarchal beauty standard that has been created and is fleeting and you know what I was talking about earlier I think we also need to start talking about how like desirability has warped some of you into thinking that it's attached to your worth. Because I think like when you sit up here on Beyonce's internet and you're like, oh, well, you know, fat women are only good for tricking off of, um, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like you have inherent worth because you are. I'm not talking about this girl in this TikTok video because I would not trade the dirty converse sitting On my kitchen floor, okay, I stepped in vomit and I have to hose it. I would not trade that dirty Converse on my kitchen floor that is waiting to be hosed down of the vomit for her motherfucking life, y'all. I wouldn't if she was on fire, wouldn't spit on her. And that's specifically because fat phobia can often be very violent. And it can often, you know, lead to fat and plus size women being abused being manipulated you know not being taken seriously as victims of violence and harassment because you're like well this is an undesirable body how could somebody ever want to harass it or violate it because it happens there were two instances when I was in college where I had my physical boundaries pushed beyond past what I was comfortable with by an intimate partner. And in sharing that harassment with the people around me who had, you know, these fat phobic values at the core at, you know, at the core of their values, I wasn't taken seriously. And that led to me Continuing to allow my physical boundaries to be pushed and allowing myself to internalize these instances of harassment that I had faced because I felt that as a plus size person, I would not be taken seriously. And it was a lifelong journey to get to a place where I understood my inherent worth. And now if I see one of you raggedy bitches on the street, I really want you to hold on to your wig and run in the other direction because I'm chin checking you hoes. But additionally, I think we need to start having more healthy conversations about things that we think need to be improved. You know what I'm saying? So if you got a homegirl who you're like, worried about I think you can have a conversation with her but I think getting on the internet and saying fat women are being tricked off of because you're a delusional you know psychotic pick me is just not a good look okay and I think also like wrapping up this conversation about fat phobia y'all because I know I was all over the place this is just how every podcast goes okay this is y'all you already know and if you're listening this far clearly you know you're in for a wild ride but I think we need to start having conversations about how you know things like internalized fat phobia and internalized homophobia and internalized transphobia are diverting you from the larger conversation of you know what is inherent about somebody's work and that's and the answer to that is anything you feel what I'm saying are you're a person and you have value and I think a lot of times you know people they use they they weaponize the politics of desirability and they say things that are fat phobic because they want other people to join the bandwagon and to bash these people because it makes them feel better in the position of power that they're in you know so and it was just crazy because you could tell her ego was getting boosted because the niggas on this show, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what she got to do to keep a man. Babes, I'm not in the business of keeping men. I'm not even in the business of returning their text messages. So if you think because I'm a fat bitch, you can come over here, you can be tricking off of me. Please be prepared. Please be prepared for the consequences. Okay. Because there are a couple of police reports that have been filed. (laughs) I will not continue that sentence because my sisters listen to this podcast. But nonetheless, please don't let me catch you in the streets talking about some fat women be getting tricked off of. Because babes, your boyfriend's in my DM and he's embarrassing himself. Okay, that's it. That's all. So... Remember, if you're one of my plus size babes, one of my, one of the plus size community, whether you're a she, they, or a gang, you are inherently worthy and deserving of love and respect because you are. There's no contingencies. There's no asterisk. There's no, you know, unless you are, well, unless you're the bitch on this podcast but everybody else is worthy and deserving of love and respect because you are period and that's it well look I hope the message did not get deluded by my random chaotic rumbling rumb- but y'all know what I'm talking about i Staphobia is really just something that is very I'm probably I'm more than likely going to do a part two to this because I kind of want to organize my thoughts a little bit and address some of the more serious conversations that were going on in the comment section but until then thank you guys so much for coming back and listening to episode 10 and I hope you come back next week and listen to episode 11 until then peace out y'all have a great week